A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkins, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Welcome live from IMAX 2022 in Las Vegas, and I'm here with Alan Martinez and Ethan De La Torre, if I pronounce it right. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah. So we are. Uh, we were just having a conversation in the hallway of, of, of IMAX and you were actually looking at our booth and looking at what, what we had to offer. And then I engaged with you and then you said, yeah, but we learned this at school, right? So I was like, oh, and then obviously you're wearing, and the, and the listeners cannot see that, Cal Poly t-shirts, right? So can you give me a little bit of an, of a, of an answer or how did, can you walk me through your experience, how you first got into event design? Yeah, so we're both experienced industry management students concentrating in event planning. So that's how we kind of got involved with the event canvas and empathy map and that kind of stuff. And it was through one of our professors, Dr. Andrew Lacanienta, who introduced us to the, all the ideas surrounding the process of experience design. And it's been like very insightful to like the behind the scenes of, of event planning in the on the creative side more so. You? Yeah, so I definitely have like two sort of reasons like why I'm pursuing like event planning. The first one was a class that I took in my, for my major. It was called RPTA 210 for experience design. And that was taught by Dr. Vahinienta. In that class we really got to learn like how to really like build experiences like for specific needs for like your customer or your client because not every event is gonna be cookie cutter. There's like every client has specific needs and there's different things that you have to do for different like larger scale events. And the other thing was I got involved in a program on my campus called, we call it Polycultural Weekend. And it's a three day weekend for conditionally admitted students who are from underrepresented backgrounds to come to campus before they commit to a university. So they get to see like the cultural organizations on campus and the cultural life on campus just because Cal Poly is known to be like a pretty like a predominantly white institution because California is a lot more diverse. And for me that really like sparked my interest in event planning and event design because it's the first time I got to see like my, a community of people who I felt supported at school all come together to sort of create this one event for students to be able to let them know that there's a community for them at Cal Poly and that really inspired me to like not only pursue like event planning but experience design as well just because like there's a lot of different needs out there and especially like listening to those needs you can easily like figure out what people want and how to best help them. Oh nice. I, I won't I won't quiz you too much on on I won't quiz you too much on what event design is and, uh, and and looking at the methodology because that was probably a few few months or a few years ago already right 
Yeah, yeah, it was classes that we took in the prior academic year, but we still are knowledgeable somewhat of, okay. of the concepts. So you, you just shared a story on, 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 on an event from the participant side, actually. You actually that's just, just from that stakeholder perspective. So that's interesting, right? So interesting to that these events, well-designed events, can make a huge, big change in, in human in, in the life of a human being, right? From when you look at from the from the design perspective, how how people obviously designed that, that specific event where you felt very welcome and very inclusive included. What what kind of things did you take from using this methodology and and how that worked for you as a as a, more as on the design side? Yeah, so not only did I I did that event as a participant, but this past year actually I was a coordinator for it as well. So I got to be involved with all the planning and you know the schedule and all of that and it was really interesting just because it was the first time it came back onto campus post covid because it was canceled for two years due to the pandemic and it was really interesting just to see like not only how many like just policies change like after covid like there's so many more restrictions that there's so many things that like you weren't really free to do like pre-pandemic so it was really big like sort of an adjustment to have just like try to fit all these new regulations all these new rules but for more like the experience design, just like learning, just like trying to practice, like what are the objectives of this event? Like what do we really want to get out of it? And specifically for us, it was trying to get students who come to Cal to accept their offer. Just because like there's a lot of students who like don't visit the campus before they admit to coming to Cal Poly. So that event is like really nice just because it's different than like open house and it's different than other events. It's really tailored for like the community building and to have students like meet other students as well and to hear those real experiences and not just like a one-sided like oh this is why Cal Poly is so great and they get to like really get the whole experience which is something I think that's really valuable especially when you're picking a college because it's sort of like the beginning of your career. Nice. So you really were able to not only learn about this but also apply this. Was it also for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't involved in the same event but Tying into what Alan was saying, the desired behavior change of Polycultural Weekend was to get students more interested in Cal Poly, to kind of aim for that like desired diversity that is representative or should be representative of California and the United States. So like I said, like the behavior change is kind of one of the main goals of using the event event canvas and the empathy map is super awesome to see it like applied in our own like lives and our own like opportunities like to to work and learn through, yeah through so one, one thing from my from my perspective uh, when we in 2014 brought this to life right so we donated this to the world under creative commons on valentine's day 2014 and my alma mater my university was like from ancient days right following me on facebook or any socials and said like what are you guys doing right so i like yeah this, this, this is something new right it's event canvas and uh, creating a common language about events and changing behavior and it's like okay can you can you come and teach us at, at my university right yeah, of course i can right so and actually that that experience made me realize that maybe you guys in university much more open to this because you need you don't need to unlearn something you learned before because for this for you guys this is a common practice something like oh, this is this is this is cool this is collaborative this is very visual so you can work together work together with other people and and, and share what you're thinking instead of 
writing lengthy papers, this is a very much more easy thing to do. So for the listeners, we have developed, as a result of that, the EDCYP program, right? So the Event Design Certificate Young Professionals program. And that's also running in Cal Poly, right? So where Andre Lekanayenta is, is teaching that, or he was teaching that, he just left the university. But still, how, how do you think universities, universities can play a role in and students can play a role in broadcasting that message and changing behavior of people in the events industry. Because you are entering probably in a few years time, or I don't know how long that is, into the market, and then you bring something special to the market who is maybe not aware of that yet. Yeah, honestly, I would say that like these like experienced design techniques are very like useful in designing like an intentional event or experience. Like you, every event, pretty much has like a goal whether it's like to sell something or to get someone interested in something whether that's like like Alan was talking about coming to Cal Poly or or like here at, at IMAX to sell a product or market a destination it's important to be intentional in those it, like in the planning stage like way before you even get to the actual event okay yeah so I think like a lot of people like not forget, but don't really emphasize it's just like with event planning, you really have to like people. You have to like people, you have to like social situations, you have to like making connections with them. And one of the, my favorite things when I first started learning about experience design was we were taught about interviewing people and to just get a bunch of interviews with different people to find out like what they like, what they don't like, like what their personalities are like, and try to really, really get down to like the deeper questions. And even like with this program, I think that does a really good job of that just because it allows you to put like your ideas onto like a visual, a visual way. And I think like moving forward, like a lot more people need to realize it's like they really need to like connect with their customers or connect with their stakeholders just to really not only you know, get sell what they want to sell or, you know, get the return on the investment that they want, but to get people who are going to stay, like, committed to that company and, like, are going to be customers for, like, a really long time. Wow, yeah. I think that is that is super powerful. And I I, I only can only guess what, ha- what will happen to this industry when there is more intentional, as you said, intentional event design happening, when there is more, more collaborative thinking about events. I always reference to one of the slogans or mantras I, I keep on hearing. It's from IKEA in the Netherlands, right? And it, it translates something like this, right? It says, attention makes everything more beautiful, right? So, and this is what it is, right? You, 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 give, you give some attention to something to ultimately make it more beautiful. And I think that is what I feel is of essence to, to create stuff, to design. What I, what I would like to ask you as a, maybe as a final question, design is now kind of the new thing. What can you guys bring to the market? What, what, will, you, what will you bring to this event industry as soon as you accept a job? How would you propose things different as opposed to people who are in this industry for a long time? Can you share your lied about that yeah so i think like because i like when i started school pre-covid and i kind of lost like a year and a half due to that i think like with that i kind of learned that like virtual events aren't going to go away and hybrid experiences are going to be like the new norm so i think for me and like for other like event students it's like learning to not be like afraid of that and to like learn about it because like i'm not from a computing background or anything like i have no idea like what it takes like make these virtual experiences happen but I think learning more about them would just like help me 
I guess be ahead of the curve because who knows like what will happen if there's like a recession or another like public health crisis like what can happen to like like live events and I think like doing being open to new ideas and to new avenues is probably like the best way that this industry is going to keep going strong because we have to kind of be prepared for anything yeah because you never know like how quickly things can change yeah, yeah kind of going along with what Alan's been saying as like the young up-and-coming generation it's we've learned like especially through the pandemic and before that it's important to embrace change whether that's like new popular event types like the virtual events or new design techniques like what what we have here behind us which i guess the audience can't see but there's <laughs> examples of the the event canvas the experience map the stakeholder analysis all that like kind of fresh techniques for intentionally de designing events, it's important to embrace and accept the, the changes that are coming in, in the industry and kind of roll with those and bring it to the people who have been like established and doing certain things a certain way for so long. Like, yeah, I think really embracing like change is, is an important thing. Final question. I was asked two nights be before here at IMAX, we were having dinner with some people. And they said, like, what will be your response to the next generation entering this market where they probably won't go to conferences and trade shows as often as the, as the, the older generations? And they made a, comp a comparison to my kids, for, for instance, like if, the, if we need a, a cup of sugar or a cu cu uh, cup of, uh, of salt, right? So something to get from our, our neighbors, they rather text these people instead of going and knock on the doors and can I, can I, can I borrow something, right? The same goes for conferences. It's like the meeting each other and like the, the, the in-person experience and the in-person collaboration where people need to find new clients or find new vendors or in different ways share information and knowledge. How are you, how, how is your generation looking at that? How, how do you see the future of conferences from, yeah, maybe in 10 years time where your generation is all there? Honestly, personally, I don't see like in-person, face-to-face interactions like ever like going away or like having less of an impact. But at the same time, there's like, like especially with the pit, pandemic and lockdown like the rise of virtual events is just like an additional way to connect and it's not the exact same experience as like being able to stand there in front of someone and like shake their hand and say hello but it's still like a useful tool to connect with someone that you may have never interacted with before because maybe they live across the world and you wouldn't have seen them another another way so just having the balance between what's new and what's established, I yeah. guess. Is, yeah. I think, what do you think about that? Yeah. So I think like people forget like the value of like face-to-face -face interactions and how important those are. Because something that I really think about a lot is just like the presence that social media has on like my generation. And I always think about how like we weren't supposed to be exposed to this many people like at once. Like now we can look at like anyone in the world. Like, no one's really random if you really wanted to. Like, you can look them up online. Like, their LinkedIn profile will come up, or their Instagram, or their social media. So, I think because of that, like, there might be a lot of people who, like, don't want to see, like, the, the benefit of, like, face-to-face -face interactions and having those conversations in person. Because, you know, with social media, like, there's no... There's not, like, that mystery anymore, I guess. It's just, like, you 
don't meet people organically as much anymore. So I think that's like some place that's gonna probably be a challenge in a few years because it's even a challenge now where it's just like, you know, most kids my age are just like, they already know about each other because they either all follow each other or they're all like on social media. So like everyone is connected some way or another. But because of that, like we forget like how important like those again face-to-face conversations are because like for me, I still I'm about I'm about to graduate college, but like the friendships that I made my first year, I don't think you can ever let go of those because like the you know I spend nights with my friends like late at night like studying or just like, having conversations about life, and it's like those experiences that really like make me passionate about an industry like this but also like makes me realize that like I want to be like an industry where I get to connect with people because there's a way to really intentionally do that and you know you can make connections but you can definitely make changes in people's lives because not everything can be like settled through like DMs or through Instagram and yeah I just think like social media just like is probably gonna have like an issue with that just because it's so much more prevalent and especially like with even with people's attention spans like people's attention spans are like going down like tiktok and like instagram reels and everything so it's like it's gonna be a harder issue to try to like get people's attention okay thank you for your perspective and your insights thank you for being on this podcast and i wish you a very good rest of this show yeah of course thank, thank you, so you much. for having us This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.